0: Welcome to Beauty and the Gi, the podcast about jiu-jitsu and life on and off the mat. I'm Jen Eads, a
1: white belt full of curiosity and questions about all the things jiu-jitsu. And I'm AJ Klingerman, Brazilian jiu-jitsu brown belt obsessed with jiu-jitsu. And today we are talking about how to be a good teammate. Yeah, I thought this would be a great subject for us to dive into.
0: Yeah, especially now we're getting back to competing. And even for those of us that aren't competing, there's still a lot that we can do to show up and just be good teammates in general.
1: Yeah, you know, like we might fight alone out on the mat, (laughs) but (laughs) it is absolutely a team sport. And I think we have a really good team atmosphere. All of us could use improvement, you know, like that's just something we can always work on. But I know a lot of people that don't have that good cohesive team. And I think you just have to start by kind of leading the way, like being the example and being a good teammate and yeah.
0: What's the number one thing that you think we can do to lead by example and be a good teammate?
1: I think show up. I really yeah. think, I think show up, like be present is one of the biggest parts. And, you know, there's a lot to that, but I mean, you can't be a good teammate if you aren't showing up in some way, shape or form. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're not even there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and like, you know, if, if there's a reason you're not there, like if you're out for various reasons, like from COVID or from an surgery. injury or something like that, right? Exactly. From surgery, that that doesn't mean that you can't still be a good teammate because you can be checking in on people and you know just following up, just you know reaching out. I guess so. You can still yeah. be a good teammate, um, and also you know s- just sending videos. <laughs> I think you know, like <laughs> I mean, really, like if you like see something on Instagram or something, you're like, oh man, the spider guard thing would be perfect for Mariah or whatever. So right, yeah. I think, I think showing up in in some way, shape, or form is probably the most important part about being a good teammate. I would agree with that. What else? What's what else is on the list? I feel like we have
0: this giant list.
1: Yeah, I made it. I made quite a huge list that <laughs> to kind of go off of. If you're new to the show, AJ loves lists. <laughs> I can't help it. I, I I'd have no memory. So if I don't write it down, it didn't happen. <laughs> so true. So, you know, like, let's just talk about kind of Class, you know, welcoming new people. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. You know, like grabbing the new person and and helping them, like show them the warm ups, help them walk through warm ups, making sure that they have a partner. And even if that's not you, like being able to connect them with someone else. I think that's important just from the beginning. So being mm-hmm. a good teammate to new people coming through the door because it's scary. Like it's hard to to do that and then you feel so lost and everybody else seems to know what they're doing and right yeah so I think that's a a good thing you know like introduce yourself help them through warm-ups make sure they have a partner and then talking about okay let's kind of I'm kind of trying to think like progressing through class how to be a good Mm -hmm. partner yeah so not talking while the instructor is talking uh-huh For one, it distracts the person you're talking to, but it also distracts the people around you. um, And it just makes it harder for them to learn. And honestly, as a coach, it makes it hard for me to instruct, you know, like if there's a little conversation going on, I'm like, do do you guys have questions? Are you missing something? Is something wrong? You know, like it distracts me as a coach too. So I think not talking while the coach is talking is an important one. (laughs) I do well enough
0: just to pay attention and try to get, you know, hands go here and feet go here and then just trying to put it all together. I can't imagine (laughs)
1: trying to have a conversation on the side. Yeah. I mean, you know, for one, I think as you progress, you come to a class that you've seen before. Yeah. Right. Like you've done this one. If you've been around, you know, we run off of our curriculum. So, at least once a year, you should see every move. So if you mm-hmm. are a purple belt, <laughs> then you've seen uh, the move several times. And so I can see how it would be easy to just be like, oh, I don't need to pay attention to this. I can just have a conversation. Um, but it's not easy for everyone else. <laughs> so just like as a
0: white belt, I'm so glad to start seeing things over again. I'm like, oh, yeah, we did this. But now it kind of actually makes more sense of – yeah where everything goes. And it's always what I'm finding is it's the littlest tiny detail makes all the difference in the world.
1: Yeah. And it's funny how sometimes I think, did that coach teach that detail before and I just missed it? Or are they adding that detail? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, have you always taught it that way? And I've just missed it every time? Or did you just add that? (laughs) But, you know, so one of our girls talks during class sometimes and I have to like, Hey, and she's like, I can't help it. Like when I think of something, I have to make sure like somebody else knows. And so what I advised for her to do, cause she keeps a notebook is to use like the left-hand side of her notebook for those quick notes. And Mm -hmm. that's what I do. Like if, especially at a camp. So like, if you look at my origin camp notes, The entire right side is the moves that we're doing, like what we're learning. And then the left side is everything I think about like, oh, I really like how he teaches this or he needs to think about doing this. You know, like I think it would help if, just little stuff like that. Or like at our camp, I want to make sure that people aren't sitting too close and you can't see the instructor. And just so the left-hand side becomes my like brain dump. So I advise that if you have problems, um, with not talking during class, that that's a good way to balance it. (laughs) I love it. That's brilliant. Thanks. (laughs) It's helped me. (laughs) So then, you know, we talked about making sure that especially the new people have partners. Mm -hmm. And then if you see somebody that's like walking around that doesn't have a partner or if they're sitting on the wall still and they didn't like come out to try and find a partner, invite them to triple up. Even if there are, are, you know there's already a pair of three or something like they obviously don't feel comfortable they're obviously nervous like invite them to work with you and your partner
0: yeah especially if you're the new kid yeah yeah because now this will shock you I was listening to the uh Brene Brown podcast episode yesterday oh yeah <laughs> 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 and she had Brandi Carlile on and it's a great it's great and they were nice. talking about feeling even as a grown-up like that 11 year old that's awkward carrying the lunch tray and looking and you're just hoping that somebody's gonna invite you to sit at their table and I was like Jujitsu's is like a hundred times worse than just even the lunch tray cafeteria thing
1: yeah it is or it can be you know like yeah you're just kind of like uh who do I partner with like who's who wants to do this with me and you know I read on like Women's Grappling Network and stuff people will post um you know, I'm the biggest girl at my school and, or, you know, something like that. Like, I mm-hmm. don't, I, nobody wants to pair with me. And I think a lot of that is perceived, you know, like mm-hmm. you feel like no one wants to pair with you. Um, so just make sure, you know, as the other person to like invite somebody in and have them work with you. Yeah. So then from a drilling standpoint, don't be a dead fish. <laughs> so like while they're drilling on you, don't just like lay there, like act like a jujitsu person. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's, like you laugh, but like, that's a, like, it's a really great way to think about it. Um, and you know, like when you first start, you don't know what that means. Like I teach a Kumura from guard in the intro lesson and people fall over all the time when I'm first doing that. So like, they don't realize like how to move like a jujitsu person yet. Mm-hmm. But you know, as you progress over a little bit, you realize like, oh, I wouldn't just lay down here. So Don't be a dead fish or a wet noodle or whatever. Um, On the other side of that, though, don't fight the move. Mm -hmm. So I see that all the time. And people will be like, well, how do I do it if he fights it? Well, he shouldn't be fighting it because you're just trying to (laughs) drill it. Um, Let's start there. Like, we want to be able to get the move right before somebody's fighting it. Mm -hmm. And then we can address, you know, like, well, what if he does this or he does this or whatever? But You know, don't fight it. Let them drill the move and learn the proper technique before that starts. Yeah. That's some of the stuff like in that part of class. I think rolling ways to be a good teammate in that is asking your partner if they have any issues, you know, like, do Mm -hmm. you have anything I should avoid? Um, (laughs) You know, like (laughs) we had a class the other day uh, at Endurance and um, so you had your shoulder uh-huh. so like we're not touching your shoulder right now Eric had just done a judo tournament and broke his foot uh-huh Jen had hurt her throat from two days in a row of <laughs> all of the throat chokes um and there was one more right I think there was one more and I was like what do I do with you guys like we can't do leg <laughs> attacks arm <laughs> attacks <laughs> jokes <laughs> like, there's, like so many things what do we do but you know like just knowing that when you're rolling with somebody and being good about trying to avoid that Mm -hmm. like I always like when I hurt my shoulder or like you I think it's the same one it was like don't go to the mountainside like my mountain of my Fuji logo (laughs) like just to stay away from the mountain Mm -hmm. (laughs) so letting people know so on the flip side like ask people what their issues are but also tell people because not everyone's going to remember to ask so Mm -hmm. if you're going to roll with somebody be like hey please don't do this to me um if you could avoid this, that'd be great. Or, you know, if you go there, I'm going to tap instantly as you progress. Like for me, I try at this point to be a little more like it's my job to protect myself. I'm a, I'm a Brown belt. Like I should be able to mostly protect myself. But if I'm rolling with the black belts, I'm going to be like, Hey, don't do this. (laughs) (laughs) And then be good to your word. So like, if you're like, Hey, do you want to just like flow around a little bit, like flow roll, And then you try to murder them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, won't make Uh, that mistake again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. And I I will say flow rolling is hard. Like Mm -hmm. it is a skill in itself because you just start to like amp up. (laughs) But knowing, and I, I try to keep it in my mind the whole time. Like I'm not trying to smash you the whole time. I'm not trying to attack things. I'm gonna catch and release. Like that's what flow rolling is. So like if I get to mount, then I might just like, Fall off of mountain, let you come to guard, and you know, like I'm just in my head the whole time. I'm like, you have something, I have something. We just kind of ebb and flow. So, mm-hmm. but stay true to your word. Like, don't don't murder somebody after you ask him to flow roll. <laughs> <laughs> have you had that happen before? No, I mean, Good. and still
0: at this point, everything feels like murder. So,
1: <laughs> so I think uh, probably one more part of that is. Do real jujitsu. Um, you know, don't just try to like flop around or I, it's hard to like. I realize at a beginner level, that's tough. You don't exactly know what you're doing, but really try to focus on doing actual techniques, um, doing things that you have learned. If that makes sense. Like, I don't just want to be like, oh, I bet if I clothesline her, she's gonna fall (laughs) over. (laughs) Right? Like, um, so you know, like actually doing things that are jujitsu and focus on the techniques, and you can develop techniques as you get better, but just making sure that you're doing good solid jujitsu, even if that solid jiu-jitsu is very little. Like even if you have very little knowledge,
0: mm-hmm.
1: sticking to the basics is important. And I think that's a big part of what helps us not injure our teammates is yeah. just doing good solid jujitsu.
0: As a teammate, I I have hopefully some idea, especially if it's something that we've drilled. I kind of know what's coming and what to expect. Right?
1: Yep. And yep, that so you helps. know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know how to move, you know, you know, how to protect yourself. Yeah. And we want to protect our partners. Like we don't want to injure them. We don't want them to have to be out, you know, from a knee injury or anything like that. So, yeah.
0: Well, even in class, I think it was last week we were doing something and it was like for drilling. Don't try to post just, you know.
1: Yep. Yeah. I said, like, just hug them. Like, go ahead and like hug around their waist (laughs) because, yeah, if you post out for that, like you're basically on a wrist lock yourself. Yeah, yeah. You're more likely to get hurt. And like, if you're rolling and you're fighting it, you might be more likely to post. But right now, while we're just drilling, just go ahead and cup around the waist and let them them do that. I guess one thing I didn't mention, like pre-training would be, you know, be clean (laughs) don't be the stinky kid in class i mean that's part of being a good teammate man because like nobody wants to roll with the stinky kid like yeah trim your nails wear proper attire Mm -hmm. we don't require rash guards under the gi at our gym but i always wish that we did and always try to strongly encourage it Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you can't, like, dudes can't wear rash guards under their gi when they compete. And James kind of used the, uses that as, like, a trigger. You know, like, when the rash guard's off, that means it's go time, right? Yeah. But yeah, so I always really encourage everyone to wear a rash guard under their gi, personally. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me more comfortable. I don't want my face on your chest while we're rolling. <laughs> one more thing back to rolling rolling and kind of drilling but basically like thinking about not rewarding somebody for or like falsely rewarding them I guess Mm -hmm. um if if I'm rolling with you and you go for a sweep but you didn't load me you didn't trap my arm um I'm not gonna go over right? Like even if I am going to allow you to do things, I'm not going to if you don't do it correctly. That gives you a false sense of- That you're doing it right. Yeah, exactly. Like it gives them a false sense of security, right? Like that Mm -hmm. I can do this and not do it correctly and I'm still going to get it. So it kind of goes back to that like doing real jujitsu. But so on the other side of that, don't reward people for not doing it correctly. Like, I will let you pass my guard if you pass my guard correctly. Yeah. I will let you sweep me if you actually do the techniques. Um, I'll let you lock up a submission if you lock it up correctly. So um, don't just let somebody have something because you're trying to let them work because Mm -hmm. then they're going to have this false sense of hope with the next person that they roll with. And that's going to be a problem.
0: How do you navigate that? as a training partner, because you don't want to feel like you're coaching them. But at the same time, do you just tell them, because I know like with Jennifer and I, we've rolled enough that mm-hmm. I know when something feels right, or, or you know, something's off. Um, and I can say, and she did the same thing for me the other day. She's like, yeah, I'm getting your foot in the right place. Um, how do you, especially if, if it's somebody that maybe you don't know that well,
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely harder when it's someone you don't know that well. As someone that you do know and that you train with a lot, it's easy to be like, hey, I think this is why I'm not going over or this is why this isn't working. If it's somebody higher rank than you, Mm -hmm. because that happens like where, you know, might be a, a, you might be a white belt, but you know, this move, this is your move. Right. And this blue or purple belt, maybe they came from another school or something and they're not getting it right. And you're like, I can't correct them. I'm a white belt. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like you just have this like, um, in that instance, like I would call the coach over and be like, Hey, Mm -hmm. this isn't quite, doesn't feel right. I think maybe it's this, but will you watch and see what's happening? I think that's kind of a good way. Like take it off of yourself a little bit. I think it's perfectly fine to, um, help people through things just in how it feels like I didn't really feel like I was going to go over there. I wonder what's happening, you know, like kind mm-hmm. of playing it down just a little bit. So it doesn't feel like you're, um, super correcting them or anything, but I do think, you know, it's good to give that feedback. So, yeah, and, and I mean, I want it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Um, I want to know why it's not working. Like, what am I not doing? And especially like you think like cross chokes, like it's Mm -hmm. not deep enough. It's not (laughs) deep enough. Like you got to get your fingers touching. Um, So just, you know, little things like that to be able to be like, I think this needs to happen. And if you don't feel comfortable with it, call the coach over and have them. And then don't overcorrect. Like no matter what rank you're coaching to or you are or anything like that, like you can say it once or twice if they're still not doing it, you just have to let it go. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. your responsibility. You've tried, but you know, sometimes it's hard to accept that. So, (laughs) but on the flip side of that, be coachable, right? Like that's another way to be a good teammate is listening to the person you're going with that's saying, Hey, I think this isn't working quite right. Can you (laughs) Uh you know, try this? Um, or like if your coach is like, I don't, I don't think that move is for you. Like, you know, like, not that you can't do any jujitsu, but like, we're talking Mm -hmm. game plan. So like, as a coach, like, I'm going to help you with your game plan. I'm going to help you with what moves I think you'll be best at, um, or what I see you pulling off all the time. I had someone ask me, Fletch asked, like, should 50, 50 be in my game plan? And I was like, absolutely not. Like one, you can't hardly do any leg attacks as a white belt. So like, let's not, you know, so being able to just be like, okay, good. Let's, you know, just accept that. And, your your coach is more knowledgeable. They're going to know.
0: So as far as competition goes, how can we show up and be good teammates?
1: Yeah. So I think, well, like before competition, because not everybody competes, right? But that doesn't mean you can't help your teammates get ready. So, you know, you can sit down with them and just talk about their game plan. That's helpful. Um, just showing up and letting them drill their game plan a million times. We spent an hour with Jordan and Andrea, with Jordan just hitting her with, like, every armbar and Andrea just escaping every armbar, right? So, like, that's that's being an amazing teammate is just letting her, like, work those escapes over and over. Poor Jordan, like, got murdered for an hour but also said how much fun she had doing it. She was like, that was so much fun. I'm, you yeah. know, And they're happy to help. <laughs> uh, getting Jennifer ready for competition a couple weeks ago, like Steve messaged me afterwards and was like, I loved helping her get ready. Like that's good for all of us, but like, that was a lot of fun. I appreciate doing yeah. that. So show up and like two classes and let people drill their uh, escapes or their, you know, their game plan in general. Something we've had trouble with personally, like at our academies in the past, is like as competition rolled around, nobody would show up to class. Not nobody, but you know, a couple weeks before people mm-hmm. started ghosting. And I think that's kind of oh. because like they feel guilty they're not competing, they're worried about getting talked into competing. Um, you know, whatever that looks like, you would just notice class size would go down quite a bit. And I think it's more important to show up and be like, hey. I'm not competing, but I am here to help you prepare. Yeah, So I think it's important, like leading up to the competition, then day of, Mm -hmm. if, you know, if you can go to the competition, like I know it's a weird world right now. So not every competition allows spectators and stuff, but assuming you can go, go and support your team, like show up. Um, Again, that's going to be our theme for this. (laughs) Just show up, (laughs) Uh (laughs) Um, you know, wear like team gear so that, you know, it's easy to spot you. Personally, I wear like all my role model stuff at competitions right now because my team is my team as in team James Klingerman. Absolutely. But my team is also all of the women in jujitsu. Like that is Right very important to me. So I want people to see me in my role model t shirt or tank top. And if they don't have a coach to be able to be like, Hey, will you coach me? Um, or even if I just notice, like I will see two people going and look, and there's an empty chair and I'm like, Well, I'm sitting in this chair. That person needs a, a coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, you know, but you know, wear the attire, like kind of like the uniform, not really the, you know what I mean? But just like being um, yeah, easy to spot, easy to recognize, especially for people that aren't like from your school or maybe they train during the day or something like that. They see that you're wearing the school gear. They can be like, hey, you train there that I train there. Also, you know, like be willing to record for people. Um, I mm-hmm. personally love when our people have their matches on video so that I can go back and, really dive into what happened. Um even if I've like got to see their match and got to coach them by the end of the day, I don't remember any of them. Yeah. So I'll go through all the videos anyone sends me and look and see like what we can improve on, what they did really well, what stays in the game plan, what goes, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um but so be willing to just grab someone's phone and record for them. Take pictures you know, like that's, that's always a good thing. Also, even, you know, going a step above and beyond would be like, bring snacks, bring extra waters, bring tape or fingernail clippers or something like that. I'm such the like mother, you know, Um, (laughs) (laughs) That and, and you know, for years, I wasn't active in the competition. I was just, you know, I was the one that would like bring everything you could possibly need. I'm not as great at that now that I compete more, Uh, but I try to still make sure I have the things that people might need. But that's how we made a lot of friends in jujitsu too. Like back in the old (laughs) days, like early 2000s at like the Arnold's or the Gracie Nationals or something like that, I would literally have like a suitcase of like snacks and waters (laughs) and just everything and just hand them out and make friends. (laughs) This does not even surprise me one bit. <laughs> that's you know that's probably how I first met like Chewy and you know like all those guys just passing out food. <laughs> yeah, the person with snacks is always popular. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know like I think little stuff like that can be you know extra hair ties whatever. It just mm-hmm. kind of comes in clutch, man, just to be able to have um somebody there that kind of has thought of that or like braid someone's hair for them or, you know, anything like that is, is helpful. It's, it takes a little pressure off of the person and lets them think through their game plan while you're braiding their hair. or So little stuff like that, I think can help make a good teammate, help them warm up. Uh, even if it's just some grip fighting, just to get them kind of active, help coach. So, you know, obviously I me or Risser or James or, you know, McCarskey, like we all try to be um, mat side for every match, but there were 11 mats at the last tournament we went to. There's no way we can make it to everyone. (laughs) So um, we're trying, we're running around like crazy, but um, be willing to sit in that spot until a normal coach gets there and yell out time and points, if nothing else. Like if, if you don't feel like it's somebody that you can coach because they're higher ranked than you or the same rank as you or whatever, just be willing to be like, watch your arm or, uh, they you know, they got the sweet points for that. Or, you know, like whatever, there's your two, you have one minute left. We got to move, you know, whatever that is. Um, I think that can be very helpful too. Can you think of anything that like I missed? No, I mean, that list was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I tried to make a pretty thorough list. I was asking James too like some of the things like what he thought about um that make a good teammate. So, but yeah, I think I mean, like I said, this is a team sport and I think we all need each other. Um it's kind of that like rising tide raises all ships. Like we all yeah. need each other. The the better we get, the better we all get. You know, posting after the tournament, like supporting people um we have the Indie Federation tournament coming up and like Eric board every day is posting how many people from the team we have registered. And he's like posting the list every day. And I'm like, nice. that's, I mean, that's being a good teammate because it is encouraging everybody. Right. Like I want to be on that list, you know, like I want to be a part of oh, that. Sure. So um, there's, there's so many different ways. If you, if you haven't seen somebody in a while, if you haven't, you know, you realize like, Hey, they haven't been in training for a couple weeks, check in on them. hmm send them a Facebook message or an Instagram message or, you know, cause you know, a lot of us don't have each other's phone numbers, <laughs> um, <laughs> Right. but you know, like just check in and make sure they're okay. Like they might, they might just be going through something. They might, you know, need to know that their presence is missed. Good advice. Thanks. Also, Ooh, here's an interesting one. Watch what you say in teasing others because of who can hear you. So like you and I might be great friends mm-hmm. and I might tease you about something that, you know, I know doesn't hurt your feelings. Uh-huh. But it might hurt the feelings of the person next to you. Oh, that's yeah. So that's a good one. it, it is, it's good and it's hard, you know, like because you're like, oh, they know I'm kidding. Well, they know you're kidding, but yes. does everyone else in the room? Right. So I mean, that's kind of like a deeper Be a Good Teammate, but it's a mm-hmm. very valid one.
0: Well, and it kind of goes back to the recent episode we did on creative, creating inclusive spaces. Absolutely. So if you haven't listened to that episode with Tori and Jess, go back and listen to that. It's packed full of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So is the on-the-mat tip for this week? Do all the—or at least attempt to do all right. of the things— yeah. That we talked about. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Okay. And I would say for off the mat, take those things that we've talked about and try to practice them out in the real world and be a good teammate, whether it's your coworkers, your family, your friends, and try to practice those things out there. I love that. Oh, I want to give a shout out too okay. to everyone, especially because somebody had posted about jujitsu podcast and one of the facebook groups i forget which one so thank you to everybody that was writing beauty in the gi and tagging and sharing it. it i feel like that's being a good teammate like it's very supportive of of what we're doing with this so i
1: it's really appreciated it really is and i love you know especially when they when you start getting a lot of comments people don't go back to previous comments um Mm -hmm. so you know i appreciate that multiple people were putting beauty in the gi so i just kept seeing it like oh, i love that it makes me so happy and i'm excited to see more
0: podcasts coming out yeah and speaking of more new jujitsu podcasts is there something you'd like to share with us
1: sure i have a new podcast (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have a new podcast uh, with Brisser called Role Model Radio. And the intent is to basically update everyone on what we're doing for camp. Um, We work on camp every single day, but We tend to do a bad job of telling people what we're working on. Um, So we just kind of talk a little bit about what's coming up for camp. um, Some of our sponsors, we have amazing sponsors and, you know, where you'll find us in the wild. (laughs) So uh, that podcast comes out every Monday morning and everywhere you find podcasts. So where you're listening now, you can also subscribe to Role Model Radio. And I'll have a link to it in the show notes. Thank you. Because that's what I do. Absolutely. I appreciate that. <laughs> also, you have a new podcast coming out too, right?
0: I mean, oh, I do have a new podcast coming out yeah. May 1st. May 1st. I'll put a link. May 1st. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Nice. It's a daily. I At love it. At least that's the plan right now. It's feeling a little uh, like a big undertaking.
1: You're going to do amazing. So we'll see. Thank yeah, you. I'm Thanks, excited. teammate. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Stay tuned because our next episode that we have coming out is going to be huge. So good. I can't wait. I'm
0: so excited. I am too. So teaser, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Make sure you're subscribed or you're following this podcast if you haven't already, because you are not going to want to miss this one.
1: I know. (laughs) (laughs) And where can you find us? Uh, you can find me everywhere at AJ Klingerman. And you can find us together on Instagram at Beauty and the Gee Podcast. And you can find us on Facebook, Beauty and the Gee Gang. And where can we find you? At Brassy Broad Jen. Mostly on Instagram. It's a happy place. It is a happy place. <laughs>
0: yeah. And if you're super professional, you can find me on LinkedIn at Jen Eads. <laughs> fancy. So fancy and professional. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And we will see you on the mat.